Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Would it be better if I had headphones in? Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org. Consequence, the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, Please do hit that subscribe button while you're hanging around. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artist and discover some new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcasts from, you can subscribe. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, Haley Orantia. We're going to be talking about, uh, well, let's see. She's got new music. Uh, her latest single is called Gasoline. Uh, We're also going to be talking about our plans for upcoming music. We get to discuss how the pandemic afforded her time to work on solo writing, the uh, the contradiction of writing about a toxic relationship with someone she's, well, very much in love with, uh, recently engaged, actually, and the indie pop style that she's leaning into, along with her admiration of uh, Amuna and their latest release. Uh, Haley's also going to revisit her recent run on The Masked Singer, uh, covering I Will Always Love You on that show, performing in the All-Star Kinky Boots at the Hollywood Bowl over the summer, and her character growth and casting changes on the upcoming Season 10 of The Goldbergs. So let's do it. We're talking gasoline. It's Kyle Meredith with Haley Orantia. Hello. <laughs> you are back. Uh, you gave us a single during the summer, and now we've got a new one, Gasoline. It's a fun little song right here. In fact, they've both been, uh, we'll talk about Open Your Mouth as well. But but let's hit on this new single, too, because is this is this a bit of a musical boom for you? Uh, is that is that what's happening at the moment? Yeah, um, I think during the pandemic, it was a shift for me, as it was for a lot of musicians. Um, I did not get to travel to Nashville like I typically would to co-write with some of my favorite writers out there. And so I was kind of left to just like working with me in a piano and it was really therapeutic and great to kind of get back to like my roots. And with that came a lot of new music, including this song, Gasoline. Um, And I ended up, you know, it came very organically. It was just, like I said, me and a piano. And I um, came into the house and my fiance had helped me with like a couple of lines. He actually, in my opinion, gave me some of the best lines of the song, arguably. 
And then had this producer that I connected with some friends out here in Los Angeles uh, kind of jump on as well. And it just, this sound is something that I'm, I'm really leaning towards. I guess you would consider it more pop leaning and um, it just feels right in the moment. So I'm really excited for sort of this new wave of music. Yeah, you, you said your fiance, we're talking about uh, Greg. Uh, yeah. Furman has got the, I saw the co-write credit on there and I was like, oh, that's convenient. That's, that's always helpful when you've got two folks <laughs> who can do it. Open. But, but, but it's interesting when you hear the song then, because I mean, what are we talking about here? Kind of a toxic relationship is what's going on. Yes. So the cool part about being an actor is being able to sort of channel into characters of sorts. And this song came about when Greg was talking to a, a close friend of ours who was in a sort of cycle relationship like this and greg had said you know it's, it's hard to burn a bridge when you're standing on it man and i was like hold the phone that i need that line i that just there's something there and so that's what the song kind of started with and um so yeah pulling from sort of like people around me in their relationships and then being able to like use my actor brains to like sort of get into the whole thought process um is kind of where this song came from that's but it, it's so interesting just uh maybe the juxtaposition of because here you are you're newly engaged and you know the love bubble i'm sure is is yeah. is, is full at the moment but but to have this i mean we're all multi-layered i'm not saying you know anything yes. gets that but it's it's kind of it's kind of funny how that works i guess at times absolutely i'm sure there are people being like wait aren't you and greg doing fine i don't understand but <laughs> you know that's it's the being able to compartmentalize like the artistry i guess but um yeah it was cool because not only did greg get to help like co-write the song essentially but we shot a music video together and he did my last one as well and so it was just he and I and he helped direct this one and produce it so it's it's cool that we get to work together in so many different ways. Well talking about your sound and and where you are uh, with that mindset you know as you mentioned and everything you know well I guess we go back you know a lot of people who follow your music you know it's not that there hasn't been pop there before but you've been a little bit more known for country so what is there anything you see that's kind of pushing you in this direction that you're in at the moment? Yeah, you know, this musical journey has been a long one for me. I've been singing way longer than anything else. And I've sort of shifted and played with different sounds over the course of my life. Um, and country was one that felt really right at the time because every song I write is very story-based, very lyric heavy, and it really lends itself to country music. But being able to sort of infuse the pop elements that I really love and grew up with, um, being a huge fan of pop music, that it just kind of worked well together. But in all honesty, it's something still felt like I was playing it up, if you will. Um, at the same time, you know, I'm from Texas. I grew up with country music uh, and obviously all of these songs are something I'm very proud of and, and feel authentic to me. But in this point I'm at in my life now, I want to embrace more of these other sounds um, that are influencing me and that I just gravitate towards. So it's, I don't want to necessarily be like, I'm leaving it in the dust because there's elements that I pulled from my journey with country music that I want to be able to carry over to whatever I'm doing in the future, including this next wave of music. But um, but yeah, I would say right now, it's kind of this indie pop thing that I, I just have always loved. You, you, you use the word, and I know it's it's an interviewer's favorite thing to ask, but when you said influence, it's like, are there those artists that, you know, you're talking about growing up pop, do you have those artists in mind as you're, as you're writing these new songs? Yeah, I mean, artists that I grew up with, I feel like are so drastically different 
different in like there there's pop elements but there's one that's heavily r&b or soul or one that's more funk like there's just very varying uh influences but i would say in the last five to ten years uh the sort of indie pop music that um i love i'm trying to think of like an artist that i found recently that i feel like i go okay yes this this is sort of in that world of every artist attached, I guess you would say, um, Muna is one that I'm obsessed with. And there's just something cool about that sound, but being able to still like, I guess feeling like I don't have to sacrifice the storytelling aspect for the music, like sonically what you're getting. Cause I always thought in pop music, it's hard. Like it's very repetitive and things like that. So, um, so for me, it's trying to marry those two. And that's an artist in particular or group, I should say, that I, I really love right now. It's so good. Their album, it's so good. Insane. And them, them finally getting the the attention, I think, that, you know, is, for whatever reason, has been missing them for the past few years. But what, what's the song that yeah. you were going to? The one that I swear, if they have like an added one million streams on it, it's because I've been the one doing it, is uh, their song called Number One Fan. There is something about the way that song is produced that is just, I'm in my car like, here's the bad news. It's just like so good. It's so good. That makes sense. So I started to hear that a little bit. You know, we talked about another single that you'd released over the summer called Open Your Mouth. And and that indie pop sound is definitely evident on that one. But it's also, that's another fun story. Like when, you know, the first couple of listens, I'm not automatically... Uh, picking up, you know, any song I do with the lyrics, it's kind of rhythm and melody. But once mm-hmm. you start, like, wait a second, this isn't the song I thought it was. You could sort of twist around. What's the story that uh, inspired this one? So I actually wrote that song like three, maybe four years ago. Um, and it was one of my last like trips to Nashville that I, well, I'd gone to Nashville since then, but one of the ones where I really heavily focused on trying to set up as many songwriting sessions as I could. And one in particular was with a couple of my friends, Simon Reed and Kaylee Shore. Um, and Kaylee Shore is an artist herself. She's phenomenal and an amazing songwriter. And she came to the room that day being like, I ran into my ex that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And I was like, oh, he looks really good. Like, why did we pick up again? And then we started talking. And then I was like, oh, everything that comes out of his mouth is pisses me off or drives me crazy. It comes off really douchey or something. And so I just excuse it. So we ended up writing this song about that experience for her. And I love a sassy song. I've got a couple that I put out that are more country pop leading, like Strong, Sweet and Southern, that um, I felt like this was just a perfect marriage of that. Um, And the song originally, because Kaylee's a little more like country pop punk she was at the time, it was that sort of sound. And it just slowly over the years kind of shifted to being what it is now. Um, But I love it. I love the story of that song. You even worked in that word douchey into the lyrics. That's, I don't hear that. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that's fun. That's, yeah. I, part of me was like, what are my Southern family members going to be thinking about? Like, did she say douchey? Like, (laughs) but um, I I had, it had to be done. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, Yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice. It affects my mood. It affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them 
work better than others, but there's there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, maybe because the timing also comes on the hills. Uh, you were on the Masked Singer. Congratulations on uh, and how far you made it on that one. Do you find that that has its own influence as as you went forward too? I mean, you know, you're doing covers on there. You're doing classics. Like, what what lasting taste does that leave? I mean, the Masked Singer was such a wild experience. Um, it was really fun for me, but also very nerve wracking. I don't think I've ever been more nervous um, because music is something that is like my first love. And so to be on a platform like that and getting to do it was like, well, I hope I really do it justice. And, and when the producers are like, yeah, you can cover I Will Always Love You. And I'm like, I threw that out there as like a best case scenario, but am I about to like embarrass myself on TV? Um, but it worked out really well. They have, you know, a great like team that was able to help connect like sort of the music to what I wanted to do. And it was just such a cool experience because I grew up singing and performing at festivals all over my hometown and only doing cover songs because I didn't have any originals. So it felt like going back to that a little bit and getting to have fun, you know, covering these songs of artists that I just have looked up to for forever. So it was very special. Yeah, I feel like, uh, especially with a song like I Will Always Love You, it's almost, to me, that's like covering the national anthem in 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 the acrobatics that you have to pull off, you know, and something like that. But you've got that one moment, that one moment in the song, especially as you take on the, the Whitney version where you're like, oh, that's coming. That's coming. That's like, coming. What going to happen? <laughs> it was horrifying. I was like, please, Lord, let my voice hold up. Like, I just let now not be the time that anything goes wrong. But yeah. Well I done. Very well done. Yeah. Uh, and let's see here. So you said it. There are more songs. I mean, uh, so we've got a couple uh, singles here. I know nothing's announced and nothing's going to be announced today, but might we gather that this is leading to something bigger? 
Definitely. Um, the one thing that will be coming sooner rather than later is one, one aspect of, of this new wave of music that I'm really looking forward to is because I'm very much a ballad um, type singer songwriter, most of the songs I write, including Gasoline, start as a slow song. And I know that not everyone loves a ballad. So I, I challenged myself to try to offer the majority of these that I've been writing as upbeats first. And so there will be a stripped sort of acoustic version of Gasoline coming that is sort of just how it started, how it was written. And for me as the songwriter, I kind of need that out in the world, you know? And uh, I'm just really looking forward to releasing that next with, with a video that um, Greg and I have been planning for a little while. And then, um, yeah, just some more music coming. I really want to have a set um, group like EP, ideally, is what we're working towards um, at sometime beginning of next year. And uh, I don't have a date yet, but I am really excited for all the music that's coming out. Yeah, that's that's I, I love alternate versions, too. That's always fun, you know, as a yeah. fan. But then, you know, so you're you're back to taping the Goldbergs. Is there going to be time for live shows? I mean, if not the tour, is there still performances here and there? Yeah, I mean, I thankfully with the Goldberg schedule, it's a pretty good one where we get like a week off every month. And so I'll try mostly to get that time to finish recording the rest of the music that I want to have out. But regarding like live performances, if something falls out of the sky and comes along, I will be there. Um, but I'm aiming more towards next summer, ideally, to be able to like focus on traveling and performing. Well, I did see uh, that uh, you, you speaking of live performances, maybe falling out of uh, kinky boots at the Hollywood Bowl. My buddy Jake. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he was up there. Jake Shears was up there. And uh, uh, yeah, he's he's he used to live here in, in Louisville, too, just no uh, off and on. So he's from sort of from the area. But uh, that I mean, I'm, I'm saying the obvious thing that had to be an incredible performance. I mean, Kinky Boots is one thing and the Hollywood Bowl and you put it all together. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. Um, my I got an audition for it. And it was the first actual musical that I've ever auditioned for because the last one I did was in high school. Um, and it obviously combines all the things I love doing. So I, I was stoked to get in the room, but also talk about terrified. I'm in front of some of the people who have, have done iconic shows like Wicked and obviously the original Kinky Boots. And so it was so nerve wracking, but so exciting. And once I got the gig, it was cool to be able to, I had a perfect role playing Nicola to like pop in and out and really learn from everyone who's been doing national tours of this. And it's just such a different world from television and film that um, I caught the bug for sure. Like I oh, wanted, there it is, huh? yeah, really so. want to do it again. Um, but doing it at the Hollywood Bowl was wild because it's like 17,000 people every night and you just cannot mentally prepare for that kind of a thing. Um, but it was just, I, I don't know if I'll ever get to perform that venue again, but being able to do that was like definitely a pinch me moment. So catching the bug, I mean, how, how hard did it bite? Is this, are you already going, all right, where's the next audition? Uh, let's just say I told my agent, like, I beg of you, please pitch me to play Velma Kelly in Chicago at any point in my lifetime. I would love to do that. So <laughs> I, I don't know how hard we're working on it since we're in the middle of filming this season, but, uh, 
I would really love to be able to perform, do musicals again, because it was just so, it was so cool. Well, I'll be waiting for uh, that news to come sooner than later. Like, oh, there it is. We know it's <laughs> coming. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I will quickly, of course, ask about the Goldbergs because uh, season 10, first off, congratulations. 10 seasons is no small feat. And it's amazing what you all have done. But what are we in store? Because, you know, we were left at uh, some precarious moments here. I mean, especially for you, you you know, it looks like uh, your character growth is now. Is this going to be a season of pregnancy, of, of motherhood? Where 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 do we get to see you? We're going to get a little bit of both. Um, it, I mean, for those of you, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't see last season's finale. But um, yeah, Erica and Jeff are having a baby and um, it's going to be it's going to be really funny. I mean, obviously Erica as a mom it's I think it's going to be a really cool shift and growth for Erica because she's kind of a selfish person at times and so to be able to be a mother like she's automatically it's, it's a selfless act for the most part so she's going to be learning a lot through that but we're also going to get to see some hilarious moments of Beverly Goldberg being a grandmother and not just a smother if you know what I mean so that and, and I've been trying to pitch to the writers like I think it would be hilarious to see Erica's brother Barry and his girlfriend Joanne babysitting at some point because they're just a hot mess and so for them to be like what are we doing um but I think it's going to lend itself to some really hilarious storylines and some really great opportunities for Erica to grow and learn well especially again 10 seasons you know usually you get to a point after five or six seasons where things just start to go in circles to still have you know new stories to tell I mean, that's, that's gotta be a surprise. I don't know. Surprise is not the right word because that's, that almost sounds disrespectful. You guys have pulled it off, but still <laughs> to have new storylines, is that surprising? Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, you're not wrong. Um, I, I mean, we are, I call us like the last dinosaurs because it just network television like this doesn't happen much anymore where you're one just getting 10 seasons is insane, but doing 22 to 24 episodes a year. I mean, most streaming now it's like eight to 10 episodes and maybe 12, but um, it's a lot. I cannot imagine being in the writer's room and trying to be like, how do we make this feel fresh again? Um, but thankfully because of this sort of new addition to the family and there's some other elements of the story that, or our family dynamic that is changing, it kind of lends itself to a lot more storylines that we haven't seen before on the Goldbergs, but you're not wrong. It's it's definitely hard to come up with new things, I think, for one family in 10 years. Well, the family dynamics changing, and I will ask this question very gently. Are the cast changes as felt as, as we think they might be? I would say no. Mm -hmm. I, I would personally say that we have all kind of prepared for this. And I think that we're really looking forward to sort of the ease of this next season and the process of filming. Um, and I would really hope that the audience in the, the way that the writers have been able to present this change, that they will be able to respect it with us and, and kind of go along the journey because it's a tough one. I know it's not an easy thing, but at the same time, we're, we're really looking forward to what this season's gonna bring for us. Well, uh, you know, just to, to hit on what we'd already said, I mean, with 10 seasons, any other show you would be getting changes at this point anyway so it almost seems like you know and that it's such a natural but mm -hmm. you know it's a legendary show what you all have done at this point it's a legendary show so congratulations on that not that thank i've got to be the millionth person to probably tell you thank you no it's it's really wild like i still have moments where i'm like i, I started this when i was 19 i'm 28 now and 
my entire twenties, like growing up on this show, it's just so wild to know that not only has this been a big part of my life, but meeting people that have said they tune in and, and uh, it's been a big part of their family's lives. So it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, all the music that you have on the way as well. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for putting out gasoline. This is a great one. And congratulations <laughs> on everything else as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. My thanks to Haley Orantia. Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode, the series. Uh, I do hope you subscribe to. Uh, again, you can grab that anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, WFPK.org, or YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcasts from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Facebook, Instagram, mostly Twitter. All three of them, the address is at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. The hub of music, if you will. Yeah. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.